found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. You know, I didn't realize until just the other day just how much room you've got over there now. It's amazing. It is amazing. You could put in a little end table for yourself. You know, I could. Make it, make it homey for you. Okay. Bring some of your photos over. <laughs> Be my own little corner. Yeah. It's amazing what a little rearranging can do. and I'll do it. Eliminating things we don't really need. You could bring your lamp back. <sighs> I know you like your lamp. Yeah, but you like it. You like it uh, much brighter yeah. than I do. I like to, you know, feel awake and alert. I like to be chill, man. So this, um, because you, you and I have been broadcasters, if you compare it to the length of time we've been living. Yes. To present day, we've spent most of our lives as broadcasters. True story. Yeah. Yeah. 43% of adults surveyed say they're working in their dream job from when they were young. An additional 19% have previously worked in their dream field. I guess they found out it wasn't all they thought it was and got out. On average, respondents first landed their dream job at the age of 23. I was ahead of that uh, scale. Quite honestly, yeah. I've thought about this since I was probably seven-ish, eight-ish. Really? Yeah. Been a long, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, just, I never, this this was not my dream job. Okay. It just was, I didn't. Originally, was it to be a Power Ranger? <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I, 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 I honestly don't know. Okay. I mean. You didn't really have any aspirations. I really, I really yeah. didn't. Okay. Um, you know, I wanted to be a rock star for a while. Does, okay, that, does yeah. that count? Yeah. And you performed that dream job for a while with yeah. your neighborhood band. Yeah. 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 But uh, how long have you been doing this? 42 years. 42? 42. 42. I was 20. Of course, I started as a child prodigy. I think I well, was, how old were you when I think you I was 10 when I started. Were you? And they're coming at midnight. Shut the tower down. Play the national anthem. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did <laughs> Get up and go to school the next day. <laughs> well, I started in college, so. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> now, when did it hit you? When did the radio bug hit you? Um, My first night on the air. Okay. So you just got the job. You didn't yeah. know for sure. Yeah. I mean, I did, I did radio yeah. as, like, at college, yeah. which, you know, college radio and this are vastly different. Like, <laughs> yes. it's not even remotely the same thing. Um, and I, I like to tell this story because it's our current owner, you know, of the radio station yeah. and boss, Alan James. My first night on the air was June of 96, so 25 years ago. And I'm plugging away i'm like man this i'm nervous but I'm, I'm doing okay he calls me up and says you sound like a drunk janitor just <laughs> shut up and play the music had you had any guidance prior to other than what you did in college and this is 
no disrespect, Allen. Yeah. But you know, back in the day, it was like you just threw you threw the newbies into the the deep the deep end. You know, there was no guidance. Nobody, nobody worked with you. No, you just figured it out, and <laughs> and then you got corrected along the way. You know. No, I have to admit, I did work with people. Okay, I didn't just throw them in there to see you. I can't believe. Okay, that. so so back then we were live twenty four seven. All right, and I was on the air. I mean, to be fair, I was on the air like Friday night from you know eleven to three a.m. Okay, something like that. That's a primo shift. That's a primo yeah. shift. Huge listening. You've got all the party animals yeah. tuned in. Yeah, and um, so you had absolutely nothing. No, no. I mean, I had you know some some very. You know, this is what this button okay, does. Yeah, this is what this so button does. So it was a quick go-over. Yeah. 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 And then after that, it was like. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, hear man. the door close and lock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that's the other thing. I didn't have a key. <laughs> um, and then I started actually, you know, okay. So, so that night, I came home, and I remember sitting on the couch. And I'm like, I got to get better at this. And I... I <laughs> Something clicked, man, and I just yeah. devoted myself to so, it. So, first night, yeah, went through that. It was bad, and, <laughs> and then, uh, and then it just you yeah. wanted it, yeah, yeah. That's a different story. And I was I was twenty years old, okay. at the time, and um, you know, <laughs> I turned twenty one that October, yeah, and you know, I should have been having the time of my life, you know, and, and Hanging out with friends and all that stuff, and I poured myself into that job. <coughs> and look at you. Yeah. Look, look how far you've come. Look at that. All right now, this is the doctors or nurses say they've known they've wanted to do that. Thirty-three percent, a lawyer at twenty-four percent, an actor at twenty-three percent. They were the top things Americans wanted to be when they grew up. Other notable mentions include a race car driver, an archaeologist, and a teacher. The top factors that influenced respondents' careers included activities they participated in as a child. And uh, 50%, the media they consumed at 40%, and one in three say how they uh, played also had an impact, how they played. Mm. So if you were always a hero, you were probably wanted to be a fireman or police right. officer. Right. 34% say their parents' jobs influenced their career path. That's not our case. Nope. <laughs> the average respondent first decided on their dream job at age seven. Wow. Wow. For parents, 77% watch how their child plays as an indicator of what their future jobs might be. 71% believe they have a pretty good idea <laughs> of what career their child will choose as an adult based on how they currently play. Me, I just sat in the corner calling play-by-play of what people were doing. <laughs> All right, my brother's crossing the street. Mom's washing the dishes. Look at that form. There's no way my parents had any clue. Yeah. Yeah. Until the the one year I asked for a tape recorder. Okay, I wanted a tape recorder. Yeah. 
And you heard your voice. Yeah. You know, like, I don't sound like that, do I? <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, that's... So, I guess I fall into that category. Because you hear people that don't hear themselves, yeah. you know. I don't like my voice. It sounds weird. And a lot of new broadcasters will only wear one earpiece. Yeah. They can't handle hearing it. That's been the one big... Detra- like one of the big detractors from this line of work is our hearing is shot. What? (laughs) Especially if we're like, I don't know about you, but if I'm in a echoey room with a lot of people, I took a hearing test once years ago and didn't even know they started. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I, Uh, Mr. Lowe, Mr. Lowe, Because if you've got, because I've got tinnitus. Sure. All right? Yeah. So I've always got this going on, Mm -hmm. and it's it's very similar to what you'll hear on the tones of a hearing test. Yeah. So certain, I don't know how to describe it, certain influx in voice tone I may not be able to hear. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, well, I had a thermometer. That's what it was, a thermometer that beeped when it, it was done. Yeah. I didn't hear it. <laughs> so It shuts off and you're looking at you know, I, oh. I had no idea. It beeped. I have a temperature of 31 degrees. Look at that. <laughs> so that's pretty bad. That is bad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's 632. We'll check news next with Karen. This is Tidbits. Well, Matt's magical caller number four was Fred Rowland. Way to go, Fred! (laughs) Thanks for listening, buddy. It's a wristband to uh, participate in the Kiwana Fall Festival this uh, Friday through Sunday. There you go. Looks like nice weather for that. And I'm not sure what kind of rides they have. You you look at Kiwana, it's not a big place, you know, but they must really do it up when it comes to this festival. Yeah. So I I guess I just need to get up there, check things out. I'll put on my incognito suit. Your incognito suit. Yeah. Can't have people knowing you. No. (laughs) No, no. No, no. In the world of radio, as you well know, people certainly know how you look. (laughs) It's. And someday, perhaps, this program on the podcast will feature video. Maybe. You know. We, Maybe. If we get bigger, we get more listeners. Podcast numbers are trending, right? I mean, have you been monitoring? Uh, let me see here. Okay. Let, me, uh, let me log <laughs> into my... Got to see what our numbers look like and how far internationally we're spreading. I neglected to post yesterday. Oh, no. Oh, that was a good one, too. Yeah, it was a great one. <laughs> All right, so we're we're doing okay. Okay, we're doing okay. We're holding. We're holding. So we're doing okay. We have um, we still have listeners in Germany and Canada. Okay, so not lost them. So okay, uh, guten tag, <laughs> and uh, hello there, neighbors to the north. Oh, 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 oh! We we gained we gained some female listenership. What's that all about? Because it was. 85% yeah. male. Yes. 
to 15% female. Yeah. It's now 84% male, 16% female. Welcome aboard, ladies. <laughs> You've made a fine decision. <laughs> we're, we're glad you're here. We're glad you're here. But um, we still holding the young males, 18 to 22, <laughs> by far and away our biggest audience, which shocks me, but whatever. And then, we, you know, we've got our regular radio listeners as well. So yep. we're out there. It'd, like, it'd be nice if we got one more international listener. Okay. Mm. I, I don't know how you go about that. Yeah. It's all in happen circumstance, right? I guess. Yeah. And it's come across us, and bam, you listen. Yeah. Then you're addicted. <laughs> no, I don't know how often the uh, the Canadians and Germans are coming back to listen to us. Okay. But um, <laughs> outside of Indiana, the All biggest, right. the next most popular state to listen to the okay. podcast is Illinois. No kidding. Followed by Virginia. And then Texas. We're nationwide. <laughs> oh, look at us. Look at it. Now, what do you do to get us? Because, you know, I've never listened. I don't know. <laughs> you go to whatever whatever your favorite app or source is for podcasts. Okay. And you just type in tidbits. Okay. What they allow a Matthew Paul. That's it. Yeah. And there they are. Yeah. Okay. Sounds creative. The, the episodes are the days. Okay. The, the, the date, basically. Makes so, good sense. So today's is episode 0921-21. Okay. So. And he used that to determine caller four. That's right. <laughs> now, this is hard to believe. That COVID has killed about as many Americans as the 1918-1919 Spanish flu pandemic. Yes. About 675,000. Now, later in this tidbit information, and I've heard this from the very beginning, but this uh, comes out of Colorado where Colorado has reported the uh, skewedness of the reports. They uh, indicate that if someone, for instance, died, but they had been tested positive for COVID, even though the COVID was not the direct cause of their death, they were listed as dying from COVID. Yeah. And I've been hearing that for quite some time. We have heard that for quite some time. So, you know... Just how much are the numbers out of whack? You know, so, you know, I've heard that from the very beginning, really. For real, yeah. So, now, you know, I presume things were much different in 1918, 1919. I mean, I can't imagine what it was like. Yeah, for real. I mean, today's, modern, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> today's technology and it's just amazing compared to then. Mm-hmm. Plus, you had the World War One in there. I mean, you're talking yeah, tens of millions of yeah. people that died in that time frame. Right. It's just unbelievable. I just, uh, that's a time period I don't think I'd wish to go to. Hmm. Although I wouldn't mind being a time traveler. It's, uh, I just hope I wouldn't get cut on that. Yeah, that's uh, from Colorado. They say... The practice of combining patients who have died directly due to the disease with those who have merely tested positive to it uh, prior to death. So we just got a text that says, depends on whether you're a Republican or Democrat, how you believe the numbers. 
Probably some truth in that, yeah. honestly, right? But, you know, I've heard that, and I've heard, you know, I just, uh, yeah, you can't skew it by just, uh, you know, just because you test positive didn't ever mean you were going to die from it. You know, a positive test is not death. I mm-hmm. think when we first heard of this, we all kind of thought, well, yeah. Because we didn't know. No. You know, for a brief period of time, I worked at a greenhouse in my youth. There's a flower shortage in the U.S. Big issue, farm and suppliers having a hard time getting employees due to the ongoing pandemic. Is that really what it is? Did you really work at a a greenhouse? Oh, yeah. Really? Briefly. It was so hot. Oh, it was so hot. Okay. (laughs) It's just right. But, you know, I mean, I got to move plats of, you know, yeah. this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. was around on Mother's Day that year. Oh, boy. So I got plenty of work out of Mother's Day. <laughs> it was, too much physical labor. <laughs> it, was, it was quite different. I'm sure it was. But, um, another issue is a lot of the farmers are raising Mara Jane now. Oh. Instead of flowers. More money in marijuana, huh? <laughs> okay. So, so that means, you know, what are we looking at? Because Valentine's Day is always terrible for flowers. Sure. Because the price is always up. Right. So if we got less flowers, that means that, what are we looking at now for a dozen? What are you thinking? I've, I don't have the slightest idea. Thank goodness I don't have to worry about buying them. So... This sounds like... You know, uh, my, my Uncle Paul and Aunt Betty own a flower shop. Is that right? Yeah. A flower shop? Mm-hmm. Did they also have a greenhouse? Um, no. They had a they had a, a section of their shop that was greenhouse-esque. Okay. okay. So it was a little more warm, Palmy a little more humid. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tropical. Yeah. 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 It, it was was not the pleasant of circumstances being in there. Well, I you mean, know, it, winter wasn't bad. Well, I didn't make it to winter. Here's a guy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if you ever were in Kokomo and remember Jefferson House Flowers. Oh, right? I remember that. Yeah, yeah Uncle owned that. How about that? Yeah. Guess you didn't get it. I didn't. I was, they retired when I was still like, whatever. <laughs> like eight? I was like in high school when they retired. Okay. Matt, you're old enough. <laughs> Take it over. Plus, they had two grown children okay. that, no no instructions <laughs> just take it like the radio here's a, kid. here's a guy in south carolina says his ex-wife secretly poisoned him by putting arsenic in his protein powder caused him to experience intestinal issues joint pain and he lost nearly 70 pounds in a matter of months he got a little suspicious Man. when he started taking the stuff and lost a bunch of weight. He's 56, happily married to his ex for 17 years, but things took a turn for the worse when she abruptly accused him of cheating, abusing drugs and alcohol, and being mentally ill. Well, it was her, it turns out, that was doing all these things. And uh, they divorced after 23 years. But uh, he went to the doc and they said, hey, you've got arsenic in your system cynic poisoning final piece of the puzzle that made everything else start to make sense man seven uh, seventy pounds yeah boy 
you think you're really getting buff, you know, it's like, <laughs> but then you're not getting any muscle. That's right. like, so that'd uh, be quite pretty scary. sure he, I, I watched, he, he put it, he, he, um, posted a pretty viral TikTok. Okay. And they kind of went through this whole thing. And, um, I think, I think he was feeling pretty crummy yeah. for a lot of that. For taking the powder? Yeah. 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 I imagine you feel crummy. Right. You know, it's Plus, you would have to think that that much, you know, ingesting that much arsenic, like that would do some permanent damage. I would think. Along the way, right? I don't know how how you would mix it in with the powder. I mean, it, I don't know how much he was dumping in there. <laughs> you know, I don't think it was more arsenic than powder. Right. But. Right. I guess it's, you don't really taste it, do you? I have no idea. I've not tried it. I don't know. I haven't either. Okay. It's 6.52. Look at the time. We got to go. We're over time. We are. And uh, we have to say goodbye. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye. This has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing, leave a comment, leave a like, and thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits.